0: Good morning to you too, meticulous magpie. (coughs) Boom, welcome to uh blockchain booze number one hundred and twenty-one. Holy shit. Um Cheers. Um, if you're on the live stream watching on any of the places, um, I wanna tell you um, you go to meet.blockchainboos.io, you're gonna have to register this time. Um, because it's in the new system. And if for some reason we're we're testing it right now and we're we're hitting some problems, like it's not redirecting properly. So just remember to hit the slash live at the end of the URL you see there. Um, But I posted it also in all of the uh, comments down below. It's DGH events, actually here, let's see if I can uh, create a new banner or something here that shows it at the bottom. Let's see, uh, add banner. How the hell did it show it? There we go. So that's it, but you'll get to the page at the meet.blockchainbooze.io, just add that slash live at the bottom. If uh you're uh if you're hanging in one of the places. I see Jeremy is in there and Crispin is in there. So people are getting in. It's just uh I probably fucked something up uh on the stream, so that's probably why it's uh you you may not be getting there right now. But <laughs> uh, blockchain booth number one hundred and twenty one. I'm so still- this one we've got mike from uh, nifty spirits we've got it's <clears> in <throat> the hustle house uh, aka jason the ape you can see him on his shirt um and we've got richie rich here with uh half baked uh so i'm excited to, to hear richie this is your first time on the show jason is an og mike's been here a few times so uh i want to why don't we start by having you introduce yourself to uh to the community and to the crew, and uh, tell just just introduce yourself first. We'll go into half baked uh, after we go through everyone.
2: Yeah, uh, I've I guess I I guess you could say I've been a full time degenerate for twenty years now. Um, I've been in the Wii business for more than 10 and it just made sense to pair the two together, which is why we are where we are now. I think the most notable thing I've done that Jason likes to continuously bring up is the fact that I sold my ape to buy patent IP in the cannabis space, which is why I am the now one on stage that does not have an ape that we can use uh, for all of the cute little animations you like to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. <like laughs> Jason, uh, so 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 Jason, why don't we make that a segue into into you and uh and what what you do and who who is Jason the ape? uh
1: Jason the ape is my board ape character that I've been developing since the beginning when I minted it, but uh I've just been around a long time enjoying a lot of aspects of the nFt world. I have a project with you, obviously, boring stone. uh we're cooking up something cool with some physical uh toys of our apes. So that was pretty pretty exciting. I had a meeting today about that and uh, kind of getting that planned out for the next stages. So so there'll be some uh, physical ape toys available in the future for, for our community. That'll be really exciting. Uh, besides that, man, Connor, uh, I mean, uh, Stoner and uh, drinking a little whiskey. So it's been a hell of a day. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a day. I, I also it.
1: think I might be dyslexic. I'm starting to think like... <laughs> I say words backwards all the time, sentences, and my girlfriend looks at me like, mm. I I'm pretty sure that that's, again.
2: I think that's the weed. I don't, I don't yeah. think that's the, uh, I don't think there's a form of dyslexia. It's
1: like 20 years of smoking daily. <laughs> exactly. Adult <laughs> onset. Um,
0: uh, Mike, uh, give give us your background. I know uh, everyone knows, uh, uh, wait, I was trying to find him here dude i just had him here second. here we go sailor gary uh the master the homie. of uh nifty spirits but but who's mike
3: the homie yeah guys what's going on good to be here with everyone um who is mike that's a good question i i ask myself that every day we're still we're still learning we're still figuring it out we're still writing the book um but no we've been playing around in the blockchain space for about a better part of five or six years been playing around in the nft space for a little over a year and a half now um Yeah, man, doing a bunch of stuff, kind of working on pairing physical products and Web3 together. We got a distillery here in Northern California, so working on a bunch of spirit stuff through the Spirit Spirit Punks Project, Um, community-inspired, community-themed products, Um, working on a bunch of stuff, man. We're working on a a fun one with some of our ape comrades, too, which we're super stoked about. We haven't even started talking about it yet, so maybe we'll get into that a little bit today, but we don't want to say too much, but yeah, man, stoked to be here.
0: Nice. Hell yeah. So... I think um, Rich uh, Richie, as as one of our, um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, everyone, um, if you haven't been here, or if you haven't been here in the last couple of weeks, we're testing a new system. I thought I fixed it. It doesn't seem to be <laughs> uh, If you want to chat with the rest of the community and you're not watching on um, one of the, on the YouTube stream or LinkedIn or on the, uh, you know, Lunar Crush Twitter account or whatever, you can go to meet.blockchainbooz.io. It should redirect you there after you register, but it doesn't seem to be working right. So just add slash live to the link if you wanna chat with the people in the chat. Uh, sorry, Ben. Uh, yeah, something's up. I haven't re-logged in in like a month, so I don't think you're gonna have to log in every time, but uh, there's something up with the uh, with the redirect to the live stream. So, um, but, but Richie, Um, you just launched Half Baked, I, uh, you know, I want to learn a little more about it. We were, uh, you know, I think that that we're talking today about utilizing NFT for for IP value, right? So one of the reasons Jason convinced Mm -hmm. me to buy Punk Ape Strong, um, we, we actually just realized it's July 7th of last year. So it's been a year now. Um, was the IP value, right? So you could license yep. the IP and do all that. But tell us how you're utilizing Ape IP for, for your cannabis brand.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the, probably the biggest untapped markets in this space right now. And that's one of the biggest things that people didn't factor in with all these PFP projects is is having... One of the assets that you actually have IP rights to, you're able to benefit by doing your own thing with it. Like you don't have to rely on the project itself to become valuable for you to be able to make that asset itself valuable. And so that's, you know, like I said, I've been in the Canvas space for a long time and I've never been a retail product developer. I've always been on the back end of it. So whether that be wholesale distribution, manufacturing, I have a, a couple labs in California that are licensed. Uh, Like I said, we have the uh, the patent IP for our sublingual strips. And it's just one of those things to where it, it just the timing seemed appropriate to finally present the project. It's something I've been working on since November. And we basically built the entire brand around leveraging your Yuga assets for licensing. So instead of like the one off licensing deals that have been done so far, it just made sense to create an opportunity that was, you know, kind of like the Jenkins of LA aspect of it to where he kind of pioneered it with the book and we're just trying to build upon what he had done and then kind of just create that next layer for people to build upon what we've done and just continue to drive the IP aspect of all these PFP projects forward. Because at the end of the day, you know, people are going to continue the rents repeat cycle of trying to drop shitty pfp projects but when you have the ones that actually have value behind them and you have rights to the ip for it 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 makes sense to build upon it because it's it's something that is already notable it's yeah. it's you know an image that people already know and recognize so it makes sense for you to be able to build more value around that asset as opposed to just worrying about what tomorrow's floor price is going to be
0: i'm I'm with you so i want to learn more about what what you're talking about like I think that you're licensing some apes and doing some things. I just want to throw something out there. Um, I'm so it's very conflicted. on one thousand percent conflicted, but I think I'm ninety nine percent sure I found the poster child for <laughs> uh, half baked, and I think that you know. Uh, you know, this dude has been on the cover of Boring Stone magazine. How could you not have him represent? You? <laughs> you know, yeah. I got a ball with my actual ape on it, man. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me that's try to never make you, getting uh, used. Yeah, never. It's really hard to <laughs> right
1: there. You can. That's pretty good. It's pretty nice. That yeah. is nice. Hold it's on. It's going to sit around forever. Here. here we go. Here
0: we go. There we go. That's really see cool. Look at that. Yeah. I'm
2: glad you're the one trying to do all this technical shit because I'll be fucking everything up right now. Kind
1: of <laughs> uh, That's it. That's it. That next to my down. pound of weed. So,
0: so, okay, so it's a weed company. It's uh, yeah. So basically what
2: we're doing is we're, we're enabling pretty much every level of Yuga asset with the exception of punk and me bits, just because it's off brand for what was created. And the reason we called it half baked is obviously because it's, it's solely based around the, the board eight ape ecosystem. So we have, uh, the way we're structuring it is OG apes will be on all of our flower packaging. So eighths, quarters, whatever, you know, pre-rolls, etc. Mutants will be on any form of extract because that allows us to differentiate, differentiate between the two as you view them. And then what we did was since we have the patent for the sublingual strips, that was our way of including codas into it. So if you have other deed as well, that has a coda on it, you can license that coda to the packaging. We, um, we have, uh, the two-ounce shots, it's about the same size as five-hour energy, and we made them pretty much... Almost, you know, they, let's just say they're very heavily inspired by the other side trailer. So, you know, it's got the don't drink me aspect to it. But instead of using the Coda silhouette, it has a Coda that we've licensed on the bottle. So that's one of the things that we're doing for the Codas. And then what we're also rolling out, that's probably going to be late Q4, early Q1, is going to be our pet CBD line. That's going to feature the Kennel Club on it since the Kennel Club is like the most neglected asset in the ecosystem. Your
0: pet, your pet what line? pet cbd oh cbd okay yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool so so you'll actually throw you know create a line of products for people's pets you're gonna throw exactly it, uh, nice
2: yeah. we want to make it as inclusive as possible you know we because i back in like november december there were a lot of spaces that were occurring on twitter where people were complaining that you know oh og holders look down on mutant holders and all this shit but it's not nah, you you're just they just don't like your personality It has nothing to do with the fact that you don't have an OG versus a mutant. Like that, that wasn't an aspect yeah. of it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, what I set out to do is just make it as inclusive as possible to show that like, you know, it doesn't matter what variation of asset you hold within the ecosystem. Everybody provides value to us. And this is my way of giving back to that community that I've been so much a part of.
0: <laughs> By the way, I got to give a shout out to Reaper because reaper like i don't remember if it was my idea or his idea but on one of the calls we're like we should make a version of punk Ape strong like this but with the mutant version oh, wow. and then he had to redraw the whole thing and check <laughs> yeah. out, you know everything from the neck down is reaper art uh he awesome. kills it man
2: yeah he crushed it with the uh with the arm art on that too that yeah look like at that, the yeah, oh, cool. yeah
0: look he's got the uh the mushrooms on the yep. arm and everything he still has his lunar tattoo. That's super important. Obviously. It's
2: actually, it's it's funny because that's something that we have coming that I haven't really talked about in our spaces. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have the patent pending for our sublingual strips with psilocybin. So we're probably going to be tapping into some of the psychedelic apes to put them on packaging for psilocybin what? once it's more broadly accepted. Because right now it's just decriminalizing Cali. So like we can produce it Um but we can't sell it. So until the lawyer gives a sign off on it, I can't do anything with it, but that's definitely something that we will roll out under the brand at some point. Wow!
0: I have zero experience with this stuff. I don't even really exactly know what a sublingual is, but this guy has mushrooms growing on his arms. Just saying. Um,
2: It's funny. I don't have any
1: of ours here, but
2: I think in my backpack somewhere back there, I have some of the Tommy Chong ones. So at some point I'll go over there and grab them so we can show them.
1: What they are, they look like breath strips that you put on your tongue, but it has oh. uh, THC in it. And what's cool about that is like people have opportunities. Really, Actually, like, yeah, you think about it, Brooklyn. to put their NFT on a product, and a lot of people in the community, in the Web three community, are are you know weed enthusiasts. But you don't have to have uh, one of these NFTs to be like a participant, right? Because it's also kind of like a revenue share idea so because everyone that has an nft gets money essentially off of that so it's a cool i don't know for me i'm gonna yeah, like
0: ask about the uh the rev share thing because i saw something about that in uh one of the posts so um i want to uh uh yeah
1: i just want to put my ape on everything you know like everywhere i can put them
0: i i do too and we've got a bunch of cool things coming and all sorts of fun announcements but um uh, uh, in the meantime, before before we go into what the hell is sublingual is and uh, learn more about the RefShare stuff, Mike, I want to. I know there's been some big updates with uh, with Nifty Spirits, the Doge bottle, and everything else going on right now. I want to hear about it. And do you have uh, any of
3: the bottles nearby to show? I can grab one in a second. I got them hiding around somewhere. But yeah, man, been been doing some fun stuff. We finally just pushed the public mint live a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're working on wrapping up to the redemption reveal ordering phase of all of it. We hit a bit of a snag with kind of the whole Shopify integration that we're working on troubleshooting right now. But basically, that whole that whole rollout of that project is phase one is basically a Genesis pass, which gets you access to the Doge Vodka Founders Release 2013 bottle 2013 NFT collection. That NFT, what we're calling a rocket pass.
0: I wanna, wait, I want to throw out there before we go into all the details and yeah, like, yeah, reading through it. But the Doge Bottle looks so sick it's what people forget what people forget and i mentioned this on on your space or whatever the other day when i popped in mike like mike and you guys have uh probably met john on this live stream before if you're one of the regulars and uh and sailor gary here uh where is he again (laughs) are legit like it's we joke about it and shit. and there's so many people you know i think richie is the same way from the cannabis side of things but like they didn't just show up today and go like, let's fucking throw a fucking ape on a, on a bottle. And hell yeah, man. Like, like there's so many people that are like, let's just throw an ape on a thing and we we'll go on the internet. And I'm the same way. I'll, I'll tell you, you will probably get all sorts of random shit things at LA Blockchain Summit with my ape on it. I guarantee it, actually. But I'm not trying to launch some special brand of one of those things but Mike and John and Dan who you've seen on Blockchain Boost literally own an award-winning distillery. There is a USA what is the USA today? Yeah, right? USA
3: today is best craft vodka distillery for so 2021. The USA so.
0: today best craft vodka distillery. They actually create a really killer product, but there are a bunch of crypto nerds like us who who bought an ape early and we're playing with NFTs. I mean, shows. that's
3: so that's kind of like that's kind of the fun area where this all ties together and probably same with you Rich. it's like you sit here and you already do something legitimate, you know, outside of this whole Web3 ecosystem. And then you say, how can I monetize assets that I already hold inside this, inside this, you know, whole, whole space, which is kind of where we sat. We said, we already do this, this whole other business. We're playing around in the NFT space, playing around in Web3 space. Like, how, how do you want to cross those over? For us, we've kind of see it as a big, like, a big way to actually bring in the outside world into this, into this space more is, you know, through physical products and through Web3. Here, I got, I got one bottle right here that I can grab. Cool. Grab it. Yeah. but what yeah, was-
2: well, While he does that real quick, I'm going to show you what the sublinguals actually look like. All right. So since we have the patent on them, you basically have to license through us in order to produce it. So the Tommy Chong brand is one of the brands that we're licensing the uh, sublinguals to. This is actually the brand that's named on the patent itself as the demo brand, essentially. Yeah. But seeing I've drank half a bottle of tequila so far, I'm not going to take this, but. It's literally just, uh, hang on, like, block my yeah. face. There you go. It's know. literally like a Listerine strip goes under your tongue. Uh, Within 10, 15 minutes, since it's direct to your bloodstream, it stays Delta 9 all the way through. And uh, Jason has tried many of them, so he can speak to their effects.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's unfair, because when you gave them to me, it was at NYC NFT, and I had had beverages. (laughs) And I gave you
2: handfuls of them. (laughs) You know, adult
1: beverages as well, and you can't tell anymore. That's part of the networking aspect. Like Someone just sent me my speech from the conference on YouTube, and I literally... (laughs) listen to it and i was like oh my god the first thing i said was i'm still drunk from last night and yeah, i was i, I was out that. exploring and growing my ip part of it let me tell you why you I, know, I can't believe i was so bold to start that way
3: <laughs> that's dude honestly i i think that's just a fun point to always touch on in the spaces nft nyc in like the nft space in general it's like i think it's so cool because it crosses over so many different communities and so many oh, different yeah. worlds where you like you get the whole traditional crypto investor DeFi mm-hmm. world whatever but then you get like all these artists, musicians, all these like creatives, and it's like it's this bridging of worlds that I don't think you know we saw in crypto before this. At least in my opinion, I certainly did yeah, see it. So I mean, it's, it's rad was... to like NFT NYC. You're like, you know, one day I'm talking to like some dude in a suit, the next day I'm talking to you know my you know my punk rock my punk rock homies. You know, like this is this is a yeah.
1: <laughs> like I met the like vice president of American Express outside of the Bobby Hundreds. God hates NFTs thing. And I was like, wait, I'm so confused by what's happening here, you know.
0: It's well, what's crazy is I used to joke like because I'd meet so many people in the crypto space, like crypto in general was was the, you know, was a good kind of landing place for the misfits and weirdos amongst the rest of the group. Because you talk to some dude who was like wearing a freaking, you know, tank top and short shorts to a crypto conference and you're like where was the, and there's like, I'm a full-time yoga instructor. And you're like, huh? And he's like, but I worked at Goldman Sachs last year. And you're like, what? I didn't realize that like people, like all the, the misfits and weirdos in all the industries kind of went like, crypto is a pretty cool thing. And it feels like, to me, it felt like like growing up in the punk rock community, at the beginning, right? Like it was a bunch of the people who didn't really feel accepted anywhere else, but like they found their common things and they all came together. And like in crypto is kind of the same way. There's, there's some that are on the kind of, there's some weird extreme sides of different things. Like when you talk to, to the Bitcoin community or whatever, but there's also the misfits and the weirdos and all the people who like the artists who, You know, people were talking about NFTs like five years ago, but it wasn't really a thing until about a year and a half. Yeah,
2: it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of silently currently doing business development for a friend of mine that is an artist that dropped a PFP project. And we're doing a lot of really interesting things in regards to ip for his community um i guess that's actually probably something good to talk about here i'm not gonna name what it is but it's it, it'll definitely be it should awesome. send well i just uh, i don't want to announce it because i don't want to get the holders excited because they don't they don't know about it so uh, i don't feel that this is the <laughs> the way for them to find out what we've been working on behind the scenes i feel like the artist is probably the better one to announce it but basically what we've been doing so my my whole goal with building out half-baked was more to give back to the community as well as building the cannabis brand as opposed to just doing a cannabis brand because obviously if i just wanted to do a weed brand i could license like 10 apes call it a day and make all the money it wasn't about that it it was more about you know kind of displaying what could be done with ip in a means that not only excited people, but it was something that we had a common ground in. So it's like, yeah, you know, if I can do this with weed, imagine we could do with it in a more traditional industry, leveraging it, you know, whether that be clothing, animation, etc. So one of the things that we've been working out for the half baked brand in the uh, basically behind the scenes that I don't talk about too much just because, you know, it's it's not guaranteed to come to fruition. But what I've been working on is creating an animated series leveraging the ape assets we will be licensing to where we do like an old school trap Cali dispensary theme sitcom using apes for the, the characters in it. And so since I've been working on that, I have a friend that was an artist created his project. And you know, he's more like he's artistic And any way that solely does art doesn't really do business that well from my experience uh colombo is definitely an exception to that but for the most part the majority of artists just like focusing on the art and don't want to focus on the business side of things which is kind of crippling in terms of you know what's the next step and where we're going to take this project so what i've been doing for the homie since i'm kind of going down that same path with half baked with animation studio and everything he has this art that the best way to put it is Would be like a modern day rendition of like a Ninja Turtles series is what I like is what we envision for it. Well, let me rephrase by we I don't mean him because he hates that idea. But, you know, I'll I'll continue trying to beat it into him because my thing is, is, you know, we're right now we're shopping animation studios in Thailand for our project because we're also taking half-baked to Thailand. So there's tax credits there. And obviously it's cheaper to have an animation studio in Thailand than it is in the U.S., which makes a lot more sense for an NFT project as opposed to a studio doing a full-blown production. But what we're doing with his is... I have him talking with my IP attorney to find a way for his holders to license back the IP to him. So that way now it's no longer a securities issue and all the holders are being paid once the animated series starts. So we could do yeah, something along um, yeah, the lines if you're a, of. If you're the, a holder,
0: yeah. If right. you're a holder that licensed something out and like midpoint is working on this stuff right now too. So you should talk to Mr. Suit from midpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, if you like, I'm still upset that I missed out, him all days not, of Ape Fest. What was that?
2: I'm still upset that I missed him all days of Ape Fest. I was way too drunk to do anything like proper at all.
0: You know, I missed so I missed Ape Fest uh, completely. But you can always count on Mister Suit to send all sorts of awesome stuff. He had like the first year he had the like uh, he had like a a, a mask. That was led that could change faces so it would change <laughs> he sent me a picture he said punk is
3: actually at ape fest this year was, <laughs> was punk um, you know, the first time we met him in, on person was on the yacht and he was wearing like a metamask wolf, fox head
1: he, and he like didn't wearing, put it together.
3: Like we, do, we were just chatting at the end of the night, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, Mr. Metamask." And we're like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> right.
1: like, he, he was best wearing, costume award goes to outside of Ape Fest. He was wearing a uh, ape paper like the same type of paper structure mask that he made for the for the fox, but he made it of an ape, and he was standing outside of Ape Fest wearing that. So um, very creative, awesome. very creative guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, but yeah, what I was going to say is that when you license uh, something, for example, you could sell like a license to a WordPress theme on a website, mm-hmm. it's not security. Yep. You can do the same thing yep. with an ape, right? Because you own the, the IP yep. and you can do that. And you paying me back doesn't make it, right. um, doesn't make it yep. a, uh, a security.
2: Yeah, and that's that's that what one of the
0: how the, the rev share part of what you're doing works.
2: That's like, that's exactly how half baked is going to operate. Um, yeah. what we're doing with his project is going to be a little different since he is the one giving them the IP rights. So basically the reason I told him to do this is because I was like, look, nobody's done it before you're licensing back your own creation to use an animated series, which then you go out and do, you know, action figures, lunchboxes, backpacks, apparel, et cetera. Like you create everything based around that. And now since you aren't distributing secondary royalties, but you're distributing, you know, the rev share of what you're generating from licensing their IP back from them. Now it's no longer a securities issue. So that's an interesting one we've been working on because the primary problem that we have with his project is if you give somebody full IP rights, they could then sell it and create their own contract where the IP rights don't transfer. So it's kind of a burden in the, in the legal space to be able to do that to where... You avoid malicious actors. So we're kind of working on that one. Uh, That's been an exciting one because I I feel like, like I said before, the the whole IP aspect of everything is so untapped right now. And there's so much potential within it. And I I think given, you know, the state of the market that we're in right now, we're going to see a lot more of it. And that's a hundred percent what we're doing with half baked. That's why we have the royalty structure is because we could pay you royalties for using your IP and it's not a securities issue. Uh we yeah, do have I different wanna, tiers wanna, of I, classes real quick wanna, that I, I, allow us to um kind of play with that a little more.
0: Yeah, no, so I wanna I'm gonna jump into uh some of the spirit punk stuff, but before we mm-hmm. do that, so just so I understand the um like so the people who are receiving royalties are the people who uh, who basically give their IP, yep. or, or, or not so, give their IP, but like right.
2: The so the way it's structured is uh, cr- contrary to popular belief. You cannot sub-license your Yuga assets to something legally. So what do you mean? By what that? so the people that are currently doing licensing agreements for their assets. If it's not worded properly, it's we what what we're anticipating with this current like rider situation lawsuit is a restructuring of the verbiage for the agreements that Yuga originally created, because obviously they didn't intend or understand what board apes would become. So now given what they are, there's a lot of technical aspects to the licensing issues that will probably change in the coming months because of that lawsuit so the way we're structuring is more of a um we act more as a agent in our contract for your ip as opposed to it being a direct sub licensing agreement because in a technical sense uh, you're not allowed to sub-license what's been licensed to you through Loot through Yuga. So there's a way to do it properly. It's just it's a lot more technical than most people are expecting it to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I think so too. And we're seeing stuff like that. Like I don't know, the Midpoint guys are seeing different things like that. So, but I where I'm I want to go is how how does it technically work, right? So like if I Uh, Do I apply to have my ape be on a package or something or do I just go to a website, fill in a form or sign my wallet? How, How does it work?
2: Yeah. So we're going to end up minting the project either last week of July or first week of August. And our pass is what's essentially allow you to license the asset. So one of our passes allows you to license one of your assets. If you don't own an asset, you can partner with somebody that does and then share the royalty. But that pass enables us to create a back-end platform for all the licensing agreements where we tie the idea that pass to the contract that's been created. And... It just kind of streamlines the process for us because at the end of the day, we're we're trying to be more than just a Web three cannabis brand.
0: Does we have. That, does ahead. that mean that like if Jason buys one out of how many passes are there going to be? Six thousand
2: nine hundred and sixty
0: nine. Of course, um, <laughs> oh, sure. if if Jason owns <laughs> one out of one, out of six thousand nine hundred and sixty nine, which is exactly 0017 uh, percent. I just made that up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be awesome if I was that good at that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, somebody do the math and see how cool um, But <laughs> um, so if if Jason owns that percentage, does that mean his ape will land on that percentage of the packaging of the things, uh, or no. is he just one of the apes?
2: And good question. Okay. Actually, great question. So what this if is what I, we're doing. as
0: a whale, buy all of the passes? Does that mean i 'm the face of every single cool. one of
2: your products? I mean, it definitely means you make a lot of fucking money, but uh cool. basically how we're structuring it is one Don't pass per
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> one pass, one asset, so you wouldn't be able to license more than what you hold, so you would still have to partner with people even if you were to buy out all the passes to be able to leverage their assets for packaging. but we do have additional tiers, so basically how it's structured is. Four hundred and twenty of the passes are called uh, pack pass, which guarantees that you end up on packaging. Like that that guarantees you're on Yeah, yeah. So all the trait values are randomized at mint, and the pack pass holders guarantees you're on packaging. They also get their own distribution of the royalties. So about roughly six thousand of the passes will all share thirty percent of the net profits. Then you have the pack pass, which is four hundred and twenty holders which will share their own dedicated 10% of net profits for the brand. And then, excuse me, we have the Investor Pass, which is actually an investment club under SEC guidelines to where – a hundred of them don't have to license anything and are more active participants in building the brand itself. And that also has its own 10% distribution from profits. So that's 10% distributed amongst a hundred holders. And then on top of that, we have what we call the Pheno pass, which is we're allowing 10 people to Pheno hunt with us and create their own genetics. And then they license it back to us. So they decide what type of royalty split they would like to do just to make it a little more fun.
1: That's what when I want. You,
0: when you say genetics, like a
1: strain. Of yeah, you, you create
2: your own strain. Yep.
1: Okay. And, and for someone like me, that's like a super exciting possibility. Like, I, you know, that that I don't want to say life goal, but like hashtag life goals. You know.
2: <laughs> oh, and real quick, Ge- everything everything is so non-exclusive. Those, License those
0: holders. Wait, wait. Can those holders have a say in what it's named?
2: So if it, if you have the Phenopass, pass you're you're doing uh, a to z you're naming it it's under whatever you want to brand it
1: you know you sure. need to get
0: a group of people together led by Jason to create the the hustle house yeah uh, I, I just
1: i had this idea the other day and i'm going to just randomly throw this out there cuz i've been drinking all day with you guys and, <laughs> um so you know i do the boring show right and you know how like the ape Dow has proposals you could work on i know right i'm i'm <laughs> right there with you dog yeah, they but I, I,
2: I opened this today.
1: Oh, okay. right, fair, enough, fair enough, fair enough, I'd be, I'd be dead. So I want to I make a proposal to the ApeCoin DAO that The Boring Show becomes the official show of the apes, of the, the official talk show of apes. And uh, I actually had someone reach out and help me, uh, that offered to help me write a proposal for it. So hopefully they say yes. I'm going to try to convince Big Brother Machi because he's pretty much just got to say yes and then anything happens. <laughs>
2: It's funny because a, a couple of people in, in the half baked discord are noticing them wearing a half baked hat right now.
1: Wait, you going to need one that. of those, bro?
0: Show that, uh, show the hat up close so that people can see the logo and everything. Boom, wow. it's
1: not there, <laughs> it's not the full logo, but it's,
2: it's it's a good enough portion of it for now. I'm actually, it's funny because I'm actually very unhappy with these hats because they fucked them up by not using the full logo. But I was like, you know what? for this i'll wear it
1: you know the it's best uh, scene of half-baked <laughs> is when the rottweiler's flying through the air like, you want to go outside and he's like
2: yeah <laughs> yeah 100 though
0: <laughs> so awesome. i want to i want to shift focus a little bit because you know mike your project is um it's I can't say it's a little more traditional because it's not traditional at all. Uh, from the it's right traditional, it's traditional. Yeah, it's right. But but when you're looking at IP, one of the cool things about <laughs> Nifty Spirits, right, is that you're utilizing IP um, in your bottles, <laughs> in your branding, and different things that you're doing, right? Like um, the Doge bottle right now, and and I don't know how much you want to say about the the other thing we were just talking about today.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, but- we can touch on it a little bit but yeah, now so so we're kind of in the same seat as you are rich thinking about like with ip that we own put it so this is what i was going to show you so this is uh, the first release you did Ooh, the which premium which is inspired yes. by inspired by a brand you may know it's jason it's familiar with us. but know, this this of, is a,
2: hard to figure out what it was inspired by but you <laughs> know we'll, we'll rack our brains
3: <laughs> right we'll rack our brains let me, let me, like let <laughs> just, <laughs> as an as a,
1: outside party that is the the smoothest vodka i've ever had where like uh you can literally drink it like water. You guys are scientists, I think. Hold so on, We've we put yeah. some time into it, for sure. But so this Where's... is like,
3: this was the first idea where you're like, let's use, you know, Sailor Gary, who's, who's the, we like to call him the captain of the ship, so to speak. You know, let's use him as, as a meta persona and let's put him on the bottles and let's use him as a spokesperson. And what's like, how, how do we start to, you know, kind of wrap our head around this idea of monetizing that IP? And then it kind of led into the actual, like, naming of that, of that ape sailor gary was kind of inspired by this idea of sailor jerry we should do a sailor gary's rum 100 it's like an obvious Mm -hmm. and so kind of thinking of all these like community inspired labels you're like where can i go with all this so one of the one of the ones we're working on right now with kind of a bunch of people in the ape community is ape strong whiskey to put a bunch of ape comrades in front of the label um this will you know this first one will be like a super limited thousand bottle collection you know just doing like (laughs) couple free bottles for, you know, for all the apes involved, you know, an NFT from the generative collection. But now we're sitting here saying, how can we get more of these apes on board and actually, you know, how, give them benefit for helping us, you know, essentially promote these products. But in this case, it's, you know, just, just get all the homies on a bottle to start and get everyone a good bottle of whiskey. But sitting here kind of having this same, same, you know, thought process of like, how can I, how can we get people who are in the space who have this IP that is worth a lot, you know, on labels that they'd be stoked to be on that we'd be stoked to have them on. Yep. Um, you know, kind of, and so that, you know, that was ape strong whiskey, for instance, you know, that was inspired by the whole ape community and then doge vodka inspired by the whole doge community. So we're, we're sitting here kind of thinking about like, what? what are all these communities that already have, have, you know, super strong presence, you know, that would be into products like this.
2: Yeah, I uh, think that's one of the biggest I things heard, that people don't all understand. I heard was apes Strong <laughs> He was was inspired by Pokémon. Yeah, right. I think that's one of the biggest factors of it that people don't take into account is the marketing aspect of it. Is right. you know, when you have apes on packaging, people are going to want their apes out there because it just adds value to it. The 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 more that that asset is used to where it's being branded and built. It's just more monetary value to you at the end of the day, if you were to decide to sell it at some point. So it also has that built in marketing aspect to it, to where not even just what you're doing with it, you know, prime example is my homie Stecky. you know, we, we used him for initial hybrid bags just because you know it it, his ape worked for the hybrid aspect of it but you know like he's doing the diamond supply collab and things like that so it's just like it's it's an ape that people are seeing in multiple places it's just adding value to everybody involved like if if his ape is seen in zoomies on a diamond tee, and then that person goes into a dispensary, sees his ape on an eighth bag, you know, they already have that brand recognition with it. So it's 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 gonna be interesting to see uh how all of that builds up together because you know it's it's just it's brand awareness for your own IP identity that you're building, and and you know, that's why. Everything is like I said before, everything we're doing is non-exclusive. You know, we do, we don't want to limit what you're able to do. If if you license your assets to us, you you can license it to another weed brand for all I care. You know, it's so, it's, it's so, we're not trying to limit. Movie,
1: man. Yeah, 100%. Like I I have an opportunity with the, with the board jobs people that they want to put me on like a um, barbecue wagon or some shit. I don't care. Like put like let's put my ape on a barbecue wagon, then we're gonna go all smoke uh, some, some Bored Ape uh, weed together and have some Ape Strong whiskey and we'll go have some bomb ass barbecue. It doesn't matter. The whole point is celebrating your IP and there's an opportunity for some marketing and collectively growing it. And it's cool to see all these people doing these things, but finally bringing like both of what you two are doing, uh, professional mm-hmm. world businesses into our space versus dreamers and artists like myself being in this space coming into trying to start a business right like we can survive and do what we do but it's just a different perspective and it's a different thing that's happening right now in the well, space and it's kind of nice
0: what's really cool about it is like right when we come into a space and we go to start a business right in the early days of crypto you started uh coin stories and you did your uh your podcast and your youtube videos and all that stuff right but, like, the, the coins that you collected or whatever, that was the business in terms of, like, maybe trading them or, or whatever. And, and that's how you earn a living. In this case, what's cool is, like, it goes back to, like, when we were kids collecting comic books or baseball cards or comic cards or magic cards or whatever the fuck you collected. And then imagine if the business wasn't just trading those cards. Was that, like, I own this card? Right. And I yep. own mickey mouse and right. I can create a story behind them and that's what was cool like when you first told me about the apes right like you're like i have jason the ape he has his own character in this whole thing and we had Ashley on who is bored Becky and she's like oh my name's not even Becky <laughs> and I remember everyone was like wait what <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah it's the same way that my name isn't rich you know yeah. it's you know it is what it is uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's one of my favorite parts about it though and that's kind of like what we're tapping into now is, is you know Jason and I talked about this before as well because Jason you said you got asked a question about it in an interview is you know we're in that stage to where you know there's a lot of solid pfp projects that will become something and there's you know 99 of them will fail like there's no way around it that's just what it will be but the ones that do succeed it's it's essentially the equivalent of owning a fractionalized portion of mickey mouse at that point you know it's it's like mickey mouse before disney made it what it was And, you know, we're in that early stage of the PFP projects to where that's literally what's being created right now. And the way people are able to leverage and brand their assets while the core businesses themselves are also working on it, it just aids everything that's being done. Because the more value that the community can build for the project, the more value the project itself can create based off the notoriety that's being created by everybody that's participating in it. Uh and.
0: Go ahead. I want to. I want to ask you a question about this, hey. but also this applies to Mike too, and then it applies to you know Jason and I maybe from our from our apes value perspective, right? I've I was joking with the midpoint guys at one point. They were telling me about some deals and this and that, and I think one of the team members or maybe I said it. I don't know. Was like was like enough fucking Bored ape weed already? Because like nine out of ten of the licensing uh, things that were happening examples were like some weed related something and it's not that we don't like it or we don't care you know like whatever like it's i think there's a space for it but how do you feel about like the people doing shitty projects you're clearly doing a real business you're like you've been in the space for a long time longer than it's been legal right so uh so you know <laughs> um, no, but, comment. no comment um, I just knew a dude that looked kind of like you.
2: <laughs> yeah, so no, technically, I have been partaking in the weed business since I was 17. I'll be 34 in like three weeks. So I've been doing it for yeah. about 17 years. And, and um, what I was saying is, and, and
0: that's not even where I was going. So, well, no, so so my thing, no, no, so, so I,
2: I appreciate where you're going with it because there, God, I really didn't want to do this, but I'm going to since you opened the door and I'm a piece of shit and I'm just, I there's there's one brand that's been eating at me i'm not gonna name it but there's certain marketing tactics that i absolutely fucking hate in my industry which is very predatory on the consumer and there's one person i they follow the project i don't remember what the name of theirs is off top but it's probably good i don't name it but you know they're promoting that they can ship nationwide it's got d9 it's got this it's got that it, now the thing is, is you know it's obviously not a proper cannabis derived product, which is why they can do national distribution. You know, with with the farm bill for CBD, you know there there are the. Opportunities to ship different projects at a national scale, but the thing is, is even Delta Eight at this point is outlawed. And I think last time I checked, because I don't make Delta Eight projects, but last year, probably mid last year, twenty three or twenty seven states either had Are you outlawed.
0: Talking about like the weird synthetic thingies that aren't. Actually- well, so
2: I'm, I'll get to those next. That's not yet. So Delta Eight technically is something that does occur in both cannabis and hemp the levels of Delta eight you would need to produce in hemp uh, is why it's becoming an issue and becoming outlawed because uh, all of us, including the government know that <laughs> there isn't enough Delta eight <laughs> produced in hemp products to be, well, I mean, help hemp itself to produce them on a Delta eight that's on the market and, you know, like vape pens or gummies, et cetera. And that's becoming one of the issues, which is why people are switching to THCO, HHC, things of that nature. But the thing is, is they're advertising that their products contain Delta 9 and it's like a big selling point. And I had somebody in one of the group chats I'm in uh, share it with me. And I was like, yo, you should reach out to them because them marketing D9 is like, they're going to get rated by the feds. Even if they're being compliant and there's only 0.3% in it, which is what you're permitted to have. The fact that they're trying to push it as a Delta 9 product without sharing any type of COAs on it, where, you know, you can see what the breakdown is of what's contained within it at a a chemical level, it's they're setting themselves up for failure and... You know, it's, it's the reason I don't like it is because they know what they're doing. Like they know that they're preying on the common consumer. And I just fucking hate that. Like, it's just the predatory marketing tactics, just trying to leverage A by P and be like, Oh, well you can order this from anywhere in the country. And it's got all these things. And it. it's like, if you're being compliant, I know that what you're saying is so misguided that for someone like me, it's just kind of disrespectful. Like I understand what you're doing and it's like you should be embarrassed once you're finally outed for what you're doing because of how little the percentages are that you're legally allowed to contain within that product so once it becomes public what you've been doing i wouldn't want to be you but at the yeah. same time it's like you know if they aren't complying with regulations you're literally just setting yourself up for a federal raid because you're you're just doing illegal shit on twitter you know like yeah.
1: So yeah, well, it's it's that, like a why, weird double-edged
2: yeah. sword because I don't know which side of it is. I don't know if it's just predatory marketing to where they're trying to capitalize on the fact you know, that they're doing what they're doing or if they just don't know any better and they're actually just selling a product that they shouldn't be selling.
0: Yeah. So it's kind more, of, it's it's more to, likely. To, like, well, that's yeah. I was gonna go to you, Mike, because like that's one of the reasons why I loved what you guys were doing. Because when I first asked you, I was like, "Sweet, you make NFTs, fucking we buy them, and then you send us bottles of vodka." Yeah. And then you're like, "No, bro, that's not legal." <laughs> a There's a little more to it than that. But no, I mean, just
3: to kind of touch on the idea of like of shitty, you know, shit. let's just call them shitty projects in the space. And then people who are building real businesses, building real projects. I think you just kind of have this, like, there's so much hype in the space, even though we're Mm -hmm. still in a bear, you know, we're, let's call it a bear market. Like, there's so much hype in the space and people just see an opportunity to make money. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, you can't really blame people for that at the end of the day. It's kind of inherent Mm -hmm. in human nature. People see an opportunity to, let's even just simplify it to, to the point to say, buy an NFT and flip it. And so you have these projects that say, oh, I can, you know, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And you're like, some part of it is cool. But at the end of the day, like, is that actually going to scale? Is that actually, does that have legs in the long run? Probably not. To your point, like 99% of these projects, these, you know, these companies that have started up are going to fail. It just is a reality. You know, we're in the, we're in the internet of the nineties here. And so 100%. I think you see, I think that's actually the, like
2: the best way to phrase what we're going through right now is exactly that.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it just, so just kind of is what it is. And so I think the, really the, the pr- inherent problem in all of it, from my perspective, is the damage that we do to good projects and the actual whole, e- whole ecosystem and the value of what this technology does long term. I think that's where the risk lies to me because you see all these things that actually scare off you know the layman person to where they don't want to come back and, and play around with NOTs or play around with Web3 or play around with whatever it is because they got screwed over on some project. And so that's the risk to me because yeah. I want, you know, I want this technology to grow regardless of whether or not I'm a direct component of its growth. I think it has so much value to, you know, your average person, the same way the internet has so much yeah. has so much value to everyone you know, today yeah. compared to what it did 20 years ago. Well, and so I think they, that's kind of yeah. the like, that's kind of the like thing that I really want to sit here and say, like if I'm going to advocate for something, it's like, do your research and do your diligence for yeah. sure. But like, Yep, you know, look look into projects that are actually building right. real things and actually I,
1: building real businesses. I want to ask a quick question for for this whiskey that you guys are making. Um, <laughs> how much per bottle? Because I'm gonna need a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a th-
3: it's like retail. This bottle would probably go for honestly 120 bucks. Like with how with how good it is. So we're trying to figure out the the right pricing mechanism. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna just, need yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need probably. at least five. It's a good whiskey, man. It's a good whiskey.
1: Man. I don't sure. doubt it. If you guys like, I'm your premium vodka. Uh, the last day I was in New York, you guys had given me this, and and what I love about um your partner was at ApeFest, He was walking around with his Doge coins. Yeah, just said so that's with that's a, a nice URL. Word. With the, yeah, exactly. Right. With a fucking URL together. This guy oh, wait, is just the, the happiest the guy the in the world. Yeah. So
3: yeah, that's 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 beautiful. the box in the bottle. So that's what it'll come in. This fucking rad, rad up, packaging
0: because right? I want to show around the quality, quality products a because it's not just quality get, and but... taste, but look at this. Yeah,
1: I mean, so... like, let's be real honest though, the quality and taste it went down kind of like you know, sometimes you take a water and it, uh, take a vodka shot and it tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, that's this more we, tasted like I water. A
3: lot of time trying to try to avoid. <laughs> But For yeah, it's kind of like got watching. a velvet label on the front, got a, you know, glass top on, or it's got a crystal, I think it's Bavarian crystal, I always forget where it's from, but crystal top on the front, it's Italian glass. Um, they- so yeah, I mean, the the whole idea of like, there's kind of all these funny components to go. this project where you're like, it's meme inspired, which is, in a sense, meant to just grab attention because people are, people have no attention span nowadays, nowadays, no judgment, obviously, I don't either um but you're like let's put memes on bottles to try to grab attention but at the same time let's make it super super ultra premium top yeah. shelf vodka, how, where you're like, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm I'm, down for the whiskey i can't do vodka because vodka for me by the time i finally feel it i'm way too far in and that's
1: it's so all right. bad so, how can i get, how, how can i get a whiskey, whiskey bottle how can i get a whiskey bottle run of a thousand with just my ape on it I'll, I'll so this is in. that's kind of a fun segue <laughs> is we're working I'll on it kind
3: of, there's kind of these few phases to this project that we're looking at with the spirit punks is like phase one is this whole doge rocket yeah. release founders <laughs> Pass. And then it's the spirit punks basically the spirit punks access pass basically gets you access to a marketplace to buy a bunch of products like this so you can buy doge you can buy premium, you can buy GM GN gin which is another one we just announced recently you can buy it you know we'll do a thousand bottle release of a strong so it'll kind of be like limited releases and then more you know regularly stocked products but we're kind of thinking of you know a really cool phase three of this whole project is to figure out how to how to let people leverage their IP on releases. So have people submit their, you know, their board aid, whatever it is, for a two hundred and fifty bottle release of something. Um, figure got out got how to, to, to streamline labeling like, really this say again
1: bong juice it'll be jason <laughs> but it'll be but it'll be amazing like yeah you know, that's exactly us,
3: and this, this is everyone in the in the cpg world right now it all comes down to supply chain stuff it's all yeah. like how quickly uh, yeah. can you turn this stuff out how quickly can you like
1: well, figure out has... how to
3: template template it with one producer because it's like even you know for us to get these boxes for instance took seven you know like seven months to get them from shipping from China, God. you know, for instance. So it's just so, well, guys, there's so many components to the back end that are like well, and, you know, Rich, I'm sure you're dealing with this as well. Like just all the all the back end pieces and then the web three pieces. You we know, like trying to bridge them yeah, together. That's, it's this funny
2: because world. that's one of the things that so we had this specific uh disposable vape pen design that I wanted to use, but it would have taken two months just to get the initial wave of hardware, tie up two hundred grand in the process and then another two months for the second batch of it. So we ended up, it was dope though, because the whole piece of hardware was made to look like a banana, like a peeled banana and all kinds of shit. I was like, you know, it's really dope hardware, but It's unrealistic for us to use that for launch. So we're pivoting our disposable hardware for that example, just because uh, that exact reason, you know, it's it's, you know, our disposables that we're going to roll out with. We can print domestically onto little uh, banana graphic called a day and it still relates to the brand. Uh, even our initial wave of packaging for everything that we're doing, we're doing all domestic production. It's two, two and a half times the cost, but it allows us to get to market in September instead of waiting until mid-October for packaging to come in from China. Um, and also real quick to touch on what were you saying about the the uh, additional cannabis lines, et cetera. That's, that's what I wanted to do to set it apart is is my OCD absolutely hates mismatched packaging. Like if you don't have some form of uniformity across your line, it just fucks with my head. Like it drives me nuts, which is why I wanted to. So for example, we're we're going to roll out something similar to half baked in Q1 for gutter species to license to call gutter gas. But I want each of them to be their own thing. I don't just want to do one NFT brand cannabis line because I want it to be to where it's project specific Everybody understands what it is, and we're leveraging the community on top of our marketing efforts to push the brand, which is, I feel like, the biggest untapped asset that you have access to. And, you know, I, I appreciate what's being done, and uh, there's a lot of quality flour that's been used with specific brands, with partnering with, you know, a or you get assets for packaging, et cetera. And there are some that have been executed very well so far. And, you know, there's... No negative to that. But the problem is, is there are, like you said, these just offshot plays where people are like, oh, well, I'll slap it on a weed bag in Oregon and throw in some random fucking outdoor that I grew. And it's it's just going to devalue the perception going that route, which is why I wanted to create a uniform platform to where if it's like, cool, if you want your ape to be on cannabis, you know, I've been in the space long enough and own enough facilities and have done enough due diligence over the last fucking decade that if that's what you want to do, we could be that value add and that, and that quality contribution to the community to where you license with us, you know, it's, it's specific to this project as a whole and we create, we created the entire brand to be focused on it. So every, every, marketing dollar we spend everything we do is all revolving around these assets so it's just more to drive value to the core collection and build what we're building at the same time instead of just trying to be a one-off you know we'll license a couple apes i'll make a bunch of money off of it and call it a day by leveraging the web3 community it's you know the the ape community is something that's been a core to what i've been building since october november when i first bought in and seeing the way that everybody within the community tries to help one other. build and benefit and grow and just you know we all have different expertises that we can share and you know it's 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 the social club dynamic but at the end of the day that's uh, that's what made yuga what it is is it's it's a bunch of builders that wants to contribute and benefit everybody that's a holder along with themselves because the more you can build up the community the more valuable everything involved with it is
1: that's, what, that's, what's beneficial. Years, yeah. that's what's beneficial about this experience at this point now is people that are Web2 professionals are coming into the Web3 space trying to use, like you guys said earlier, their Web2, you know, uh, skill set. And they're, they're leveraging stuff for people like myself who don't know how to do, not my, not just myself, but a lot of my peers, like we don't know how to license things, right? So it simplifies it when I can buy an NFT and license something I have to it. And it's not a guarantee in the sense that like when you get this NFT that you're going to get something on a packaging, but your odds are pretty high. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you get a revenue share also. So it's kind of like a win-win sort of thing.
2: Oh, that's a a good point, Jason. I forgot to address that. But what we were talking about earlier, whether you're used on packaging or not, you're still being paid. So no matter what tier you have, every pass is being paid. Out of, so 50% goes to the company, 50% goes to the holders, whatever that distribution schedule is. Right now, what we're targeting is a, a quarterly distribution on it. And if you're one of the pass holders, you get paid on it. So it doesn't matter if you're on packaging at the time or not. We structure it to where everybody gets paid. So that way there's no doubt or question about what we're building
1: so let me ask you guys a question and i i pose this to everyone watching i don't know if this makes me the truest DGen, but i'm really hopeful that i will end up on a bottle of whiskey with my ape and a package of marijuana and i also have myself on the boring stone cover and that would be an amazing trifecta just for me to like feel all the feelings i don't know
3: we I, got, look forward, we got I look forward to that i got I got thing. one of those those lake lined up for you so we'll, we're, we're a few months out but we'll get you there for sure i love it i love it so we're we're
0: like we're running out of time i've got something i'm gonna shoot it out there but no response right now because we're way over time uh but ben uh one of our um awesome community members had had a great idea um slash question but i'm gonna throw this out as an idea um he asked uh Shit, I'm, I lost the question here, but the question was basically he was asking if you're doing anything, Richie, and taking any proceeds to kind of lobby Washington, D.C. to kind of help the people.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, 100%. No, 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 100%. 100%. I mean, my my own father is uh, uh, actually, as of, I think it was last month or the month before, I finally got his record expunged, but he had trafficking charges from... Fuck 20 years ago. Now I was 13. I'll be 34 next month. So yeah, 20 years ago now. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big advocate for that. I have a lot of friends that have been incarcerated for cannabis related things. I thankfully, uh, knock on wood, have dodged that bullet my whole life, but, um, no, hundred percent I'm, I'm behind lobbying and trying to turn the page to turn this into something that is federally allowed, not just state level. And, you know, it, it, it it's inevitable at this point. It's just a matter of when all the dominoes fall and anything that we contribute, any lobbying we can do and, and any focus we can put on it, just if we can create enough attention, just because of the fact that we're trying to bridge two gaps here and, and have access to a lot more than just what our traditional resources are. It's I, I'm more than, emphatic to be able to contribute to lobbying efforts to to basically uh, I mean at the end of the day it's bullshit if you're fucking sitting in prison for shit that people in half the country are now legally allowed to do you know it just like, it I, doesn't I'm make not, sense
0: I, and and i have you know pretty pretty clear that I'm not a, a, a weed person I didn't grow up with it I'm not like not that I didn't grow up with it my friends smoked and stuff but I didn't I I I drink and stuff, but I'm a lightweight with all this stuff. But like what I will say is that it's, it's mind blowing because everywhere you go, literally like I I went to, to New York and at security token summit, it's literally a bunch of dudes in suits and I'm having a Mm -hmm. drink with people and like random other people like, you want to hit him? My pen? You want to hit him? My pen? And everyone Not is, everyone's basically smoking weed everywhere. And then you realize like there's people in prison for this right now. Yep. But like it's totally fine if you're in New York. It's totally fine if you're in LA. It's totally fine if you're everywhere. Yeah. The new the new,
2: uh, the new decriminalization media, right? in New York is pretty wild. They allow you to have up to five pounds on location, no ticket, no seizure. They don't care. You could sell up to three ounces to any individual. They don't care. Uh, it was funny. I, um, My girl sent it to me. I think I posted it the other day. the The mayor was doing a uh, some type of conference or speech or whatever, and uh, people are complaining about uh, New York. Being a stinky city. And he was like, "Oh, the only thing I smell is weed. I don't know. I don't know where y'all have been in New York, but that's all I smell It's crazy hearing the mayor say that just openly knowing that they haven't figured out any of the regulations yet. Like none of the laws have been dialed in yet. It's just like super gray market decriminalized. But the fact that the mayor is up there and it's like, oh, well, the city just smells like weed. You know, I don't care. Yeah, uh, it, it was kind of crazy. A, to quick, see. A,
0: a quick random story just because it's the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life, in real life. And it had to do with the New York mayor. Um, the New York mayor came backstage at Security Token Summit right before he came and like welcomed everybody to the event and whatever. And Tim, uh, Tim Draper, my, my partner, the Draper in Draper going home, walks up to the mayor and is like, shaking hands, great to meet you, whatever. And then he goes, I've got a suggestion for you. And and the mayor's like, all right, let's go. And he's like, the trash. There's just too much trash. Like maybe we could drill holes in the ground and people throw their trash in it, and like trains or something from underground take it. But he literally like cornered the mayor and was like, what are we gonna do about all this trash? <laughs> it was really fucking awesome. Um,
2: yeah, I assume that's exactly what people were talking about when they were complaining about this end of the city.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was really great but his straight up went up to the mayor was like Let's yeah figure it, out this it, trash problem
2: it was uh, funny because uh we uh a partner of mine is opening a dispensary in queens right now and it's in an old bank building so i i absolutely th- hate the name that he created it's like queens cannabis club or some shit i was like first off you need to rename it to the dank bank because that makes way more sense being in an old bank because it's still like the, the bulletproof teller windows. And it's literally an old bank. But he went to the chief of police to talk to him about it before he set up the dispensary. And he was like, yo, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. Just want to make sure that we're not violating anything in the process of it. Chief of police is like, no, nah, it's cool. Just let me know when you open because I want to put a food truck outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how cities work. That's, that's what they're working on. Um, that's crazy. But okay, guys, we're, we're way over time, and so I want to do a last, um, give everyone a chance to, uh, to give a plug, uh, tell us where to follow them. Let's start with you, Jason, and we'll, we'll go around. Um, Jason, uh, The Hustle House, where do we follow you and, and everything? You're muted. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, first of all, it's been a long day. I've been, you know, I'm exhausted. I've been working since 5 a.m. Just type the hustle house into the internet, the interwebs, and you will find me. (laughs) You can also
0: search for J sweeps.
1: Yeah, that's how I love how people can tell how long they've been like interconnected with me is what they call me. When you said coin stories, I forgot. That's how old school that is. (laughs) What is that?
0: <laughs> well what's funny about it is that I have you the reason why I see Jay sweeps all the time is I didn't remember your name when I was doing the Google photos and it showed up on my screen years and years ago I didn't remember your name and I typed awesome. you into my Google photos as J sweeps because that's how <laughs> that's what your username or your name on, on Twitter and on YouTube for the YouTube videos that's so I, now every time I look at you you're, you're J sweeps uh, it is
1: what it is man <laughs>
0: Yeah. um <laughs> mike give us where to follow you and where to follow uh where to follow nifty spirits
3: yeah my, my personal is mkee or x mke on twitter you can follow me there spirit punks at Spiritpunks underscore on twitter spiritpunks.io uh minting rocket pass live on there we will be doing the redemption reveal ordering hopefully in the next couple of days here we're dialing it all in um yeah man drop a follow
0: Love it, and Richie, uh, where where do we follow you and uh, 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 half baked?
2: It's simple. Just uh, for me, it's just Richie Rich on any platform, and then for half baked, uh, boom. Just it's just at half baked on every platform. So it's uh, as simple as possible.
0: Nice. And, uh, everyone else, uh, follow me at Alon Gorin on Twitter, uh, DGH, DGH events and all that fun stuff. Um, but something I didn't really talk about too much, LA blockchain summit, November 1st through 3rd, um, is going to be awesome. We're getting back to real life after having this virtual for a few years, talking about all of these things, um, you will get to meet Punk Ape <laughs> in real life and Jason the Ape in real life and Sa- Sailor Gary in real life and uh, Richie Rich. Uh, I hope you yeah,
2: have a Yeah, I'll have another ape by
0: then. I'll have
2: another ape by then.
0: Oh. I like it. I like it. Um, and we're gonna I think, have uh, I
2: think um my birthday is uh like I said next month. So I think I'm just gonna buy another eight for my birthday. So
0: I love yeah. it, I love it. That's gonna be awesome. Um, <laughs> you're gonna keep us updated, keep us updated on everything you're doing, both uh you you Richie and Mike for um for nifty spirits. I know I'm excited to hear about more about this whiskey and everything else um everyone blockchain booze number 121 hell yeah um uh when we turn this off in a second if you go to meet.blockchainbooze.io add the slash live in case it doesn't redirect you to the right place if you want to turn on your camera and hang out with the
3: community but i will see you all soon peace